Are you tired of the endless stream of fantasy marketing and vanity metrics? Yeah, so am I. My name is James Patrick, and I'm an internationally published photographer, media specialist, and marketing strategist. I'm also a student of professional development, and like you, I've been left frustrated by all of this influencer-driven generic advice making us think that we are just one course, conference, or manifestation away from the life of our dreams. We need to cut through this crap and move beyond the posturing, beyond the facade, beyond the image to take real action on the real work that will create the real results. This is the Beyond the Image podcast. What is going on? Good morning and welcome to our first live business coaching that we are hosting uh, through our Facebook group, which is Fit Business Guide, as well as our YouTube channel. Uh, we are actually taking these uh, and we're going to also be broadcasting them through our um, podcast, which is the Beyond the Image podcast, which is available really wherever you get your podcasts. Um, the way this is going to work, and then I'll get into the inspiration behind this and we'll dive right in. Uh, but the way this uh, is going to work um, is you're going to direct it. Uh, your questions, your comments, uh, what it is that you want help with or want insights on, whether it's in marketing, sales, business development, pitching to magazines, um, launching something new for the first time, differentiating your brand, whatever it is that you are working on that you could use some clarity with or use some insights on, that's what we're going to focus on. And my hope is that I can impart as much strategy and information as I can over the course of these live episodes. Uh, now, the inspiration behind this uh, really started a couple of years ago. And, you know, we've been doing my podcast now, I think we're at 450 some episodes. And over the course of that, you know, I've had on all these amazing guests to share their expertise and their insights. But I wanted to bring on essentially listeners, you guys, to be able to ask specific questions and have those specific questions answered in real time to give you clarity where there once might have been confusion. And this year, one of my goals this year was I said, okay, I'm actually going to launch this, this platform. Uh, so this is our first uh, live public broadcast. And the goal is we want to be doing these every single week. Um, you know, today's Thursday as of recording this, you know, we're going to test to see what days might work um, for for anyone. Uh, you know, probably going to be over the morning. And the way I'm thinking is, you know, I'll pour myself a cup of coffee, got my fresh cup of coffee right here. And by the time I finish the cup of coffee, we'll have wrapped the episode. So, you know, maybe we'll, we'll maybe we have to come up with a special name for this, like, you know, coffee and chats, something like that. Um, so looks like we got a handful of you on right now. Uh, the way to start getting advice or the way to start getting uh, feedback or live coaching is to just type in your comments into whatever chat box you're looking at. So, uh, you know, for those that are on Facebook, you can type right into Facebook. Uh, looks like we have one of you here. Hello back. Um, if you're on YouTube, you can, you can, uh, comment on YouTube, etc. Uh, so 
feel free to comment wherever you are tuning into this and you can put your questions right into that comment box or that chat box and we'll dive into those. Wanted to um, start off with another intention behind this episode and behind this show. I was journaling this morning. and I don't know if any of you are a fan of Stoic philosophy. I've become obsessed with it. And in fact, I have a book that I, I reference every single day, which helps guide me in setting my mindset and meditations and setting my intentions for the day. And after I read the book every day, I, I do a little bit of journaling. And what I was journaling about this morning was the importance of having a goal in mind or an end in mind. And, you know, this is at the forefront of so much of our focus being that we're in the new year. We've set so many goals. We've set so many resolutions. I released a podcast early this week about why many of our goals and resolutions never get achieved. But here's something to consider. Having an end in mind, so a goal, an outcome, a result, it is not a guarantee that you're going to achieve it. But not having a goal in mind is a guarantee that you won't achieve it. When our efforts, regardless of what we are working on, when our efforts are not directed by a cause, or I like to, I like to call it a purpose. When your efforts, when that vision is not directed by a purpose, how are you going to know what to do? How are you going to know what to say yes to? How are you going to know what to say no to? How will you know when you've achieved it? or if you've gone too far, if you've not gone far enough, or if you've veered off course. So the true risk of not setting these goals or these visions or these having a purpose or an intention, it's not simply failure. It's this endless path of directionlessness, directionlessness. And when you're in this endless path and you're not sure which way to go, that's what raises the confusion. That's what raises the anxiety. That's what brings up the fear. And that was why I spent so much time crafting out the legacy planner that we pumped out. So I got my hard copy here. And I know a handful of you have grabbed a copy of the legacy planner. Um, you can grab a hard copy. It's on Amazon, or you can download a free PDF. Just go. I put the link right at the bottom of the screen, jamespatrick.com forward slash legacy. And the way we focus on the legacy plan, the way we want to make this work is you start with your annual goals. What is your vision for the year? Setting that destination in mind. From there, moving into your quarterly plans. From your quarterly plans, what are your monthly actions? From your monthly actions, what are your weekly sprints? And from your weekly sprints, what are the daily tasks that you need to do? So literally, as I'm filling this out, like I fill out what my annual goals are for the year. Then I take those annual goals. And I look, okay, which of these annual goals do I need to accomplish in this next quarter? And that's what goes right there. From there, I look at, okay, from this quarter, what do I need to focus on this month, this month specifically? And that becomes my monthly breakdown. And then from my monthly breakdown, then I have to look at, okay, what needs to happen this week? So there's a quick preview of what I'm looking at this week. And of course, one of the things is launch 
the live coaching session. So I'm going to get to be able to cross that off today because, hey, we launched it. All right. Looks like we have a bunch of comments coming in. Oh, by the way, like I said, you can get the hard copy of the book on Amazon. But if you just want that free PDF, go to that website, linkjamespatrick.com forward slash legacy, and you could be able to get that. Built Strong Strength Club. I totally love the Legacy Planner. Thank you so much for getting it. Got Jet. The Legacy Planner is a great tool for planning one success. Going back to Built Strong Strength Club, I've been coaching health and wellness entrepreneurs for a handful of years now. And Avina, the uh, proprietor of Built Strong Strength Club, one of my coaching clients, just dropped her new book stretch for success, uh, dropped this week and immediately shot up to number three on Amazon's new release bestseller list. So huge congratulations to Avina for that. Literally just got the book in the mail yesterday. Super excited to dive into that. So massive shout out to Avina. Also have to shout out a few of our other amazing clients. First off, we just dropped the new issue of Ricochet Magazine, which features our amazing alumni, uh, one of my coaching clients, Dr. Kelly Lamro, on the cover. This just dropped. Now, Ricochet Magazine, we just finished our first year of publishing Ricochet Magazine. We are going into our second year of publishing Ricochet Magazine. And we have just put out, uh, so we did four issues in 2022. We're going to be doing six issues this year. And we just put out our call for entries into um, issue five. So if you want access to submit to issue five, easiest way to get that link for that is to go to the Ricochet Magazine Instagram page. It's at ricochet.magazine. And there's a link that you can submit to issue five of Ricochet Magazine. Um, also, this was kind of a surprise to us. So, you know, for those that uh, are familiar with what we do, we do a conference every year. Uh, for the last eight years, the conference was called Fitposium. And the focus is to help entrepreneurs and business owners connect with media outlets to land media features. And every year we do this big media casting call um, that that syncs together uh, the attendees with all these various media outlets. Um, and one of our attendees, she's a, she's a several time alumni, landed a feature with City Lifestyles magazine, uh, which we ended up shooting. But what we did not know was that it was actually going to end up on the cover. Uh, so huge shout out to Courtney Fox, who just landed the new cover of City Lifestyles in Paradise Valley uh, as she did a yoga spread and routine, which ended up on the cover. So super excited about that. Literally got this in the mail today. Uh, so very, very happy for Courtney. So a lot of amazing things to kick off the year. Super excited about that. All right. We have a whole bunch of comments that have jumped in and a bunch of questions that I want to uh, start to dive into uh, to try to unpack all of this. So let's see here. Loved your podcast focusing on YouTube. Um, my question is when creating content for YouTube, can you share the same content that you previously used for Instagram or should you be creating new content? This is a really great question in regards to uh, content marketing and the strategy of where to release your content and the intention behind releasing your content. So the question is, 
can you multi-purpose content? Can you post the same content on Instagram that you're posting on YouTube, that you're posting on Facebook, et cetera? And the answer is yes and yes and yes and yes with a giant asterisk. And here's the giant asterisk. You have to understand what your audience wants on every individual platform. So for example, on Instagram, our focus is much shorter. Our attention span is significantly more finite. Meaning we want things quick and we want things fast. Compare that to YouTube. On YouTube, we want things that might be a little more in-depth. We want things that answer a little bit more questions. We're willing to invest a little bit more time. Same with the podcast. We're willing to invest a little bit more time to get whether it's that entertainment or that information or that inspiration. We're willing to give more. So whereas on Instagram, I only may have a few seconds to consume your content, or I'm only willing to give you a few seconds to consume your content on a podcast platform. I'm willing to give you more on a YouTube channel. I'm willing to give you more on um, a, a live video. I'm willing to give you more. So the question isn't, is it the same content? Maybe not, but it can be the same topics. You can be covering the same types of content. You'd be can be covering the same uh, topics. You can be answering the same questions. Whereas on YouTube and on a podcast and in a newsletter and on a blog or on a website, you can go long form and give lots of context and lots of detail on Instagram or on TikTok. You need to condense it or give short form content, answering questions quicker or faster. Um, that way you are honoring how your audience is consuming the content. So for example, um, you know, we're simulcasting this podcast uh, in a Facebook group, which people can sit and watch on a Facebook group. We're also simulcasting on YouTube, uh, which people will sit and watch a longer YouTube video. In fact, uh, we talked about this on my show. Uh, streaming on YouTube on smart TVs is one of the biggest growth areas uh, in content marketing right now, which means if someone's sitting and watching on the TV, on a TV, they're willing to spend a little bit more time into that content. Now, I would not say a half hour or 60 minute show would work on Instagram video. Probably wouldn't. People aren't probably going to sit there and hold their phones for that long. But if I were to take a 15 second clip from this show or a 30 second clip, something that was really poignant, something that hit the mark right on the head, well, that I could repurpose. So it's about if you're looking to repurpose content, create your long form content first and then cut out and segment out the smaller form pieces of content that you want to appear in different places. Um, but the topics of what you're covering, that can be synonymous or unanimous across all your different platforms. I mean, I've been covering the same topics across my platforms for, for years, just in different ways. And we're just honoring what our, what our audience wants to consume. And I think as content creators, we often forget that we need to honor how we act as content consumers. We always feel like we want to put out content and we're so excited for people to consume our content, but it might not be the content that we ourselves would consume. But if we modify our content to match what our consumers want and are willing to digest, we have a higher potential of that content resonating and landing and being engaged with by our audience. So really outstanding question right there. Um, so the way this um, stream platform works is if you're commenting on YouTube, I can see who you are. If you're on Facebook, 
I can't see who you are, it just says Facebook user. So those that are tuning in see that. So you might want to start just by saying your name first. Um, and that way I know who's asking the question. All right. Next question. Uh, this is from Meredith. Um, I've published uh, some books. I have my podcast, my online course flopped. Any hints on how to get unstuck with rebranding and also promoting my books? Really strong question, Meredith. Okay, so I've had the chance to know Meredith now for, gosh, five or six years. And um, one of the smartest and, and certainly one of the most hardworking creators that, that one could meet. Um, so you have all these outstanding assets. You have an asset uh, of, of a podcast that's pumping out really great information. And then you have your series of books, once again, which are a supplement to the podcast, right? So really, this is about audience acquisition. Because if we were to look at the three levels of growing a business, level one, awareness, level two, nurturing and pumping out great content, and level three being conversion, so creating something to sale, you have level two figured out. You have a great podcast and you have great content in your books. And there are conversion opportunities there, hence the course. But if the audience isn't big enough, and that's the first part, awareness, then there's not going to be enough to filter down to the bottom. So with you, Meredith, my focus with you would be unapologetic and very, very, very aggressive audience acquisition. So when I say audience acquisition, I mean a handful of things. Number one, uh, I would go on a podcast tour. If I were you, it, out of all the things that we do to build business and to generate leads, podcast tours probably generate the most leads and convert to the most sales for us. And a podcast tour means I'm going on other people's podcasts. So you come up with the press page. Here are four to five topics that I can speak on. You find 50 to 100 shows where your topics and your expertise are relevant to that show's audience and you pitch yourself to be on those shows. Then as your guests on those shows sharing insights and information, providing great value to that show's audience, then you're inviting that show's audience to enter into your ecosystem. Best way is through a lead magnet. So like if I were a guest on someone's show right now, I'd be promoting the fact that I give the Legacy Planner away for free. You can get a free PDF of the Legacy Planner. So I'd be plugging the link to the Legacy Planner. Like, by the way, you can get a free copy of my Legacy Planner. Just go to jamespatrick.com forward slash legacy to get a free copy of the Legacy Planner. And that's my gift to you, the listeners. Now, when anyone opts in to get that, I get their name, I get their email address, and now they're in my ecosystem. And I can focus on building the relationship by providing great content to them, which is my podcast. So I have my podcast too. So once they're in my email list, I'm hitting them with my podcast. Or you can do the same thing with an SMS list. You know, I have my SMS list. I use community for SMS. When people opt into my SMS list, I want to provide them great content to build trust and rapport. It's not just about creating content and just putting it out in the void and hoping people see it. It's about creating content and then finding the audience to put that content in front of. And the more we appear in front of our audiences, delivering great content, answering their questions, solving their problems, providing great benefits, serving them with value, the more we become a trusted resource so that when they are ready to consume something or purchase something, we're front of mind for them. I had one of my coaching clients this morning text me and she said that she just sold 
a year-long program, paid in full, 12-month program, paid in full. And I asked, what do you think made the difference? She said, because I was getting in front of her and providing great content. That's why. So for you, I would focus on building the audience. You have the podcast. Just make sure it's consistent. You have the books. Those are great. Build the audience. Um, I would do a podcast tour, look at speaking engagements uh, for your relevant audience, uh, writing articles for magazines, uh, guest speaking in private Facebook groups, anything you can do to get in front of your target audience to grow your awareness. Really great question. Patrick Savage talking about how fear has held him back. Well, yes, it kind of hits all of us, Patrick, but huge shout out to Patrick because he just launched his podcast, uh, which I'm super stoked that I will be a guest on here soon. And that's something that Patrick had talked about doing for a while. Uh, so super excited about that. Patrick, can you drop your podcast name in the chat uh, so I can uh, pin that so people can go check out your show? All right. What do we have next? Another question from Meredith, any hints on success strategies on how to reach a high Amazon rank with a book launch? And then Avina actually responded in the, in the chats. Uh, I followed James's suggestion, literally texted everyone I know, blew up my social media, tagged everyone, sent out an email blast to my subscribers, et cetera. Um, okay, so book launches. And, and trying to rank kind of book launch. I've launched one, two, three, four books, um, two of which hit bestseller rankings. The third and fourth, which actually were the same book. It was a legacy planner, both in a uh, hardcover and in a paperback. Those did not, and I'll explain why. So in a book launch, uh, in order to hit a high rank on Amazon, um, here's what you're going to want to do. And uh, we're assuming that, you know, for a lot of us, we're self-publishing, um, whether you're using like Lulu press or KDP, um, the time frame of sales actually matters. The time frame of sales is critically important. Meaning if you sold a thousand units total, but it was spread out over 12 months, that would not appear as strong in the rankings as selling a few hundred units over the course of a month, okay, or a day, for example. So reaching lots of sales in a short time frame window is how you reach a higher rank. And the rankings update, I want to say every hour, meaning if you are refreshing your page, which I'll admit I've done, um, you'll notice your rankings change uh, hour to hour. Um, so ways to have a successful book launch. Uh, part of it includes, one, having a really great book. Um, number two is I like to do a pre-launch runway, meaning before the book launches, I'm already building hype around the book. So for example, I've launched books and I will release the first chapter for free. I have a coaching client doing this right now. He has a book coming out in a few months and he's giving away the first chapter for free. Meaning if people go to his website, enter in their email address, they get the first chapter for free. He's collecting all these email addresses 
who are of people getting this first chapter. So when the book launches, he can blast out to them and be like, the book's available now. And that's a very warm audience who might want to consume that book because they've gotten the first chapter. Okay. They've already signaled, they've already raised their hand. They're already engaged in your content. Um, so that's one thing I would do. I would start to uh, build some some pre-release hype about the book. I would start to go on some early podcasts uh, to promote the book. I would start to do some presentations about the book. I would start to create some video content about the book. You know, once again, when I say creating video content, I'm talking about video content that leans into the channel it's being distributed on. So you know, as we were talking earlier, Instagram, more short form content, uh, YouTube, I could do longer form content. I've done uh, trailers for books. I think I did a trailer for my first two books, maybe three books. I released an ebook and I did a trailer for an ebook and we sold a few thousand units of those. Uh, and it was just like a movie trailer only promoting a book. Um, all of these can be done before the book launches. Then launch date is kind of where I put a mark in my calendar. And then I kind of look at the following two to four weeks as like my my very aggressive window. So when we're launching, we wanna make sure we are creating as many sales in a short amount of time as possible to, to amplify our position in the rankings. Now, the way the rankings work, and this is important, the category of your book matters extensively. The category you choose to put your book in matters a lot. And you can put your book into two categories. So for example, with our first few books that we released that did hit bestseller rankings, we hit bestseller rankings in categories that had high relevancy. That's what you're looking for, a category that's very relevant to the topic of your book, but does not have a lot of competition. So for example, uh, my first book, Fit Business Guide, The Workout Plan for Your Brand, one of the categories I believe was in sales and marketing or marketing and sales, something like that. Very high relevance, exceptionally high competition. So we did not rank well in that category. It would be very hard to rank well against authors like Gary Vee or uh, Tim Ferriss. You know, the four hour work week has been like in the top 10 in sales and marketing for like the last you know, 100 years. Um, I think it was in the top 10 before the book was even written. That's how much that book sells. Hard to compete in that category. But I, I want to say it was like, I don't remember the category, the second category that we ranked in. It was something along the lines of professional services. And that was the one that we were able to hit a bestseller ranking in because it had, once again, high relevance, low competition or lower competition. Uh, same thing when we release Fit Business Online, our second book. High relevance, low competition, and we were able to hit a bestseller ranking in there. Now, I mentioned that I had released two books that did not hit bestseller rankings, and this is why. Um, the book's book, it was The, the Legacy Planner, which we just released, um, which by the way, someone said they just ordered it. Thank you, by the way. Um, first off, because we released two editions, we released the hardcover and we released the paperback, that split our sales into two separate um, essentially products. So both products would have to sell at a high number to reach a, a ranking, meaning each product was rated individually. Um, so that right there made it more difficult. Number two, 
because this is a journal, it's a planner, it's rated differently than, let's say, an education book. Uh, it's, it's, Amazon calls it low content, something like that, low content something or low quality content, something like that. It basically means there's not a lot of words in the book. It's more of a workbook or a journal or an exercise book, something like that. Um, that right there impacted uh, the rankings. And also the categories we landed into were relevant, but had lots of competition. So that was that that the, that was a hard thing to to compete with. But if you're releasing a book that is considered what, what Amazon calls high content, which is a written book, uh, anything that delivers, you know, a written narrative or value or is providing information. Um, and you select the right category and you have that hype runway and then launch Launch is then when you start to get aggressive. You're, you're contacting lots of people. You're posting about it uh, very unapologetically. And then what I would also do, depending on the book content, is I would also enlist others to post about the book for me. So I would get people to, and you've, I guarantee if you follow me, you've seen me do this. Every time someone orders a book, I'm posting it on my stories. I'm getting them to take a photo holding the book, and then they're posting it and then tagging me. I'll do a giveaway to people who are doing this. And now they're marketing the book for me. And we do all this, like I said, in a very contained window of time, which amplifies the sales, which then can amplify the the ranking of the of the book. So really good question on book launches. Progress is being made, says Patrick Savage. Oh, Patrick Savage's podcast, the Being Savage podcast. What a great name, by the way, the Being Savage podcast. Hmm. Love that name. All right, I'm just scrolling through to see what other questions we might have. Oh, we have Lori popping in here. Lori's mentioning uh, about the habit boxes that I have in each day. So when you're going through the legacy planner, you'll notice on every day there's a series of habits. The way we start our days and the way we end our days are very important. And, you know, I've said that I spent 10 years working on this and that's really, that's, it's probably been longer. The work in creating this was the work I would do for myself in setting my own goals and action plans, but then also from interviewing thousands of people on my podcast, for my books, uh, et cetera. So what I found were people who tended to be very efficient and effective and achieve lots of things tended to have very specific habits. And those habits fell into four categories. And those categories of habits were, number one, they focused on their health. And by the way, the order is important. They focused on their health. The most successful people I've ever discussed took care of their, their physical health. Number two was they nourished their mind. So with health, you know, the exercise, clean diet, with, with nourishing their mind, meditation, journaling, being mindful. Number three 
they had great relationships. They invested in relationships, whether that's with a significant other, friends, colleagues, et cetera. And they expressed gratitude and appreciation for those in their lives on a daily basis. And then the fourth was that they focused on their personal and professional development every day. Uh, reading, uh, learning, teaching, uh, consuming information every day. Those four areas we placed into the legacy planner. And you get to determine the metrics on how you're evaluating these. So for example, for myself, I have to ensure that I, I do two things before I check off any of these boxes. And the boxes are health, mindset, relationships, and growth. Um, for you, it could just be one thing. For me, my health is one, I have to be active for at least 20 minutes a day. And two is I require that I consume a green vegetable every day. So whether that's spinach in my protein shake or I make some green beans or broccoli or something, whatever. If I achieve both of those things, I'll check off that health box. And for you, that might just be, you know, you woke up and went for a walk every day. And that's how you could check your health box or you had your protein shake. And that's, that's your metric on how you're evaluating that mindset for me. Once again, two things it's, it's meditation journaling. I ask myself to do that every single day. Usually it's one of the first things I do. So uh, like, for example, today, that's the only box I've checked off so far uh, because I've already worked out and I've already meditated. Um, or excuse me, I've already meditated. I've already journaled. Um, I've already worked out today, but I haven't had my my green shake yet. Uh, so I haven't checked off my health box yet. Relationships. For me, the way I, I set a metric for relationships are I require that I reach out to two people a day to just express gratitude for them. And if I do that, I can check that box. And then growth, uh, the metrics I set for growth are did I learn something and did I teach something? So learning, it, did I read something, which I actually did read a bit this morning. Uh, and then did I teach something while I'm teaching right now? So I could actually check that box off right now. Just like that. Um, you get to determine how you're evaluating yourself. But I do believe these four areas are important. And these four areas are, by the way, you notice these are the four areas we highlight in Icon Refined and Icon Fit Magazine. You know, when we launched Icon Fit Magazine, the reason we called it Icon Fit and the reason our, our digital network is called Icon Refined is it was not enough to encourage entrepreneurship. An entrepreneur is a person who invests all in their business, and that's it. They don't invest in anything else except their business. They invest in their business at the sacrifice of their health. They invest in their business at the at the sacrifice of their mental well-being. They, they invest in the business at the sacrifice of the relationships in their lives. And I've made that mistake. I have been guilty of that. And I've fallen into a place where I was unhealthy, I was stressed out, and I was alone. An icon, however, invests in all these areas of their life. They live a healthy life. They nourish their mind. They invest in relationships and they have a successful business. That's an icon. An icon is greater than an entrepreneur. And that's why we've branded everything the way we've branded it. Icon or find an icon fit magazine. It is going above and beyond entrepreneurship. Avina is making fun of me 
saying uh, my favorite arugula. Um, I, I did a post the other day on my Facebook and I was like, arugula, you've ran out of lettuce, but you can always do yard work. It was something like that. And Avina and someone else jumped on and said, well, we love arugula. I said, tell you what, I got some yard work for you to do and I'll throw in lunch for free. <laughs> Guess what lunch is? <laughs> I love this. All right, Jet just commented. I get to check off my growth box because I'm listening and I'm gleaning information that I can apply. Thank you, Jet. Jet, uh, one of my coaching clients, she just sent me um, a preview of her article that's coming out in an upcoming issue of Fitness Magazine. Super excited about that. I have a couple of clients coming out in the new issue of Fitness Magazine. Um, uh, Jet is is having a feature come out. And Laura, who is also popping in, Laura's our, our, our uh, Facebook user, Laura, um, has, a, has a feature coming out also in the new issue of Fitness Magazine. So massive shout out to both Jet and Laura for their upcoming features. Super excited to see how those turn out. Um, all right. So guess what? I finished my cup of coffee. How about that? Marketing chats over coffee. I, I wish I could say like marketing over coffee, but that's actually a podcast already. So I don't want to step on those two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that Jet, uh, was booked at at Fitposium. Now, Get Published Live. We've rebranded Fitposium as Get Published Live, and it'll be May of this year. Um, so my intention and my my commitment is to do these live coachings every week. Uh, so you can come with your questions every single week, and we'll answer them live uh, here on the show. Um, want to thank everyone for, for joining us today. I hope I hope it was insightful. I hope you were able to gain some value and some some insights from this. Uh, if there are topics you would love to see me cover in future episodes, message me. Um, you can you can uh, DM me at jpatrickphoto. Um, you could actually text me. Let's add in my. There we go. Add in my text number right there, 480-605-3254. You can text me marketing questions at any time. Um, Vina says, totally insightful. Laura's glad she jumped on. Oh, Savage, you just got a new subscriber to your show. That's awesome. Lori can't wait for Get Published Live. Well, thank you all for tuning in. It, it's really amazing uh, that um, we're able to, to come together and to share some insights and share some resources. Truly appreciate you all. Hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I'll post information on when we're going to do the next one. I'm kind of thinking, I know today's Thursday. I'm kind of thinking we'll do these on Wednesday mornings instead, um, kind of like a midweek, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, Yes, Savage will be on your show tomorrow. Super excited about that. Um, kind of like a midweek, you know, uh, inspiration and and kind of uh, readjusting our mindsets as as we're uh, progressing into the the latter half of the week. Um, 
So I'll post information on that. We'll post it on both our YouTube channel as well as in the private Facebook group. Uh, but as always, if there's anything I can do to support any of you, please never hesitate to let me know. Literally DM me anytime at jpatrickphoto on Instagram. You can text me 480-605-3254. Any marketing or sales questions, uh, I answer them um, whenever I get a chance. And once again, thank you all. Hope you have an amazing rest of your day. If you wanted to catch the replay of this, it's on YouTube as well as it will be on the Beyond the Image podcast later this week. Thank you all. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Beyond the Image podcast. Please follow, like, and review wherever you happen to listen to the show. And if you want to connect to me, you can find me at jamespatrick.com, Instagram at jpatrickphoto, or you can text me any of your marketing questions to 480-605-3254. Thanks again. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.